0: Hello, I'm in my bed recovering from a Granix injection and another round of chemo. But you know what? I'm still breathing. Are you breathing today? Are you living? Psalms 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Boy, do I have a reason to praise Him, and so should you. I can't even put into words how grateful I am. Today's self-reflection question is, Are you living in gratitude? We all say we are grateful, and most days we can all make an impressive list of what we are grateful for. But are you living in the spirit of gratitude? When the crazy driver cuts you off, what's your attitude? When the line at McDonald's is moving at the pace of a turtle, are you still grateful for fast food? When life brings storms, do you dance in the rain? When the doctor's report says cancer, do you lose your faith? In my case, I didn't lose my faith. It made me find it. So where were we? I think I was standing outside at the ethanol plant, hugging my husband, crying, and hearing him say, we are going to be okay. I have to tell you something about my incredible husband. Anytime we've ever faced a hardship, he always says, we're gonna be okay. Even at the end of a good day, he constantly assures me that we're going to be okay. And I always believe him. I don't know where that started or why, but I do know now That it was the Spirit of God going before us and after us through those very words of affirmation. It is the most awesome feeling still to this day when he says those words to me. Those words dried up my tears that day. I wasn't scared. He wasn't scared. It was a moment of inhale. The reality. Then we exhaled. Get ready. It was the jitters before the race. It was the racing heart before the challenge. He kissed me. I got back in my car and headed home. I'm driving, preparing to look at my kids in the face and say that everything was fine. Rich and I had agreed to wait to tell them until we knew more. They would have questions and we had no answers. The next doctor's appointment was set for Friday morning. It was Wednesday afternoon, huh? Could I handle the silence? Hubby got home around five. Kids finished their practices around seven. They all came in asking how my appointment went. We broke. We couldn't lie to them. We called them into our bedroom and we broke the news. It was a short conversation. There were no tears. It was as if we were little trained soldiers. Mia, our oldest, nodded and said okay. She immediately left to go on a run because that's what we do, run. It always clears our head and makes everything better. So, you know, my dad brainwashed me early in life and what can I say? I've passed it on to my kids. It's not a bad thing. Faith, the middle child, she needed a plan. She wanted to know what was next. And then there was Haciat's reaction. He was mad, angry, and scared. He was only 14. How could this be happening to his mom? Overall, it It's not like anything you see in the movies. It just wasn't. There wasn't this breaking down crying and gasping for hope atmosphere. It was more like civilians signing their life away, packing a duffel bag, and getting on a bus headed to boot camp. And please believe me. It's very important that you believe me. I can't make this up. I truly believe that God had prepared us. The Holy Spirit had gone before us and was covering our rear. Every bad event in each of our lives had prepared us for this very moment. We were ready to fight. Satan had no idea. He had awakened sleeping giants. So it's the Friday following my initial appointment and I'm back at the breast center with chaperones this time. My two worried sisters and my eldest child who I have to say was a rock star. The nurse navigator walks in with the paperwork and more information than we were prepared to handle, I had to pick a surgeon and an oncologist with very little background, very little information. As we all sat there contemplating with as much wisdom we, as we could all share on the subject, I stopped and I asked Bobby a question. Which one is a believer? She looked at me confused. I repeated myself, which one's a believer? Like who serves God? Who will pray before the surgery? Who believes like me? She smiled and pointed to Dr. Larry. The oncologist on the other hand, I chose her because she had a stellar reputation. Oh, but don't worry, I've been talking to her about Jesus and before this is all said and done, she'll know Jesus. Great, we were set, what's next? Everyone kept looking at me like I didn't know that this was cancer, like it was really happening. Of course I knew it was happening. (sighs) Oh, but God. I wanted to scream at everyone. I wanted to just say, remember the God we serve? Remember Moses and the parting of the Red Sea? Remember all the great things he's done? They knew. Yes, they trusted. Just not quite like I did. It was completely okay because it was part of their faith journey, not just mine. I had stage two breast cancer. We later found out that the tumor was bigger than we thought and it was actually stage three, but it could be surgically removed and there was a slight possibility that chemo would not be needed. I chose to have a double mastectomy. I didn't ever wanna deal with it coming back. The plan was surgery on June 28th. They would take both breasts and set up expanders to have implants put in at a later time. Two weeks after surgery, we got bad news. The cancer had spread to some of my lymph nodes. Change of plans. There would be four strong rounds of chemo, 21 days apart. Then I would have implants and finish with six weeks of radiation. The storm was present, and it was time to dance. We had a plan. That was good news. God was still in control. That was even better news. I didn't lose my faith. Ah, uh, I was disappointed. Yeah, I was nervous. But I didn't lose my faith. I held on to it even tighter. At this point, there was nothing that medicine, doctors, or my family could do to fix or eliminate the process we were about to go through. Oh, but God could bring some rain with the storm. He could send rain to water the seed my mom planted in my youth, the seed that had been watered by various pastors and people in my life, the seed that I chose to actively water in Bible school. God sent rain every day. People loved on us like you wouldn't believe. The storm was present, but the rain was making us dance. How about you? What is the storm in your life done? Are you forgetting to enjoy the rain? Is the crazy driver in front of you really the worst part of your day? Do you really need the oversized meal from McDonald's? That's a whole other episode, but it's coming. Quit making the impressive list. The uh, I'm thankful list. Live. Breathe. Be the living example of gratitude. Believe me, it'll change your life. I'm so enjoying sharing my story in detail. Thanks for listening. Next time on With My Last Breath, the joys of surgery, chemo, and radiation. See you soon. Hello, I'm back. I'm taking a break from my story today because I have a kind of cool little few minutes of a day in the life of a cancer patient, a cancer warrior, a cancer survivor. So many stories, but I want to share with you today. Um, I've had a rough, crummy, bad five days. Uh, I was supposed to have chemo on Tuesday. My numbers weren't good, so I had a granite gran x injection and that always makes things horrible your body goes into overdrive it's it's really tough on my body i hadn't had that kind of injection in like five weeks so my body was in shock went back wednesday for chemo so it it truly intensifies chemo so that's not fun um, i chose i didn't choose i drove myself because my husband had taken me tuesday so he couldn't take another day off on wednesday So I drove myself back Wednesday afternoon, uh, feeling horrible. Um, 20 minutes out of town, I almost pulled over to call him to tell him I can't drive the rest of the way. Somebody needs to come get me. Um, I sucked it up, put on my big girl panties and drove the rest of the way home. And luckily, when I drove up, um, he was in the driveway. I pulled up next to him and he had to help me out of the car, literally. Like he almost had to carry me off the car and bring me to my bed. But I made it. Um, he felt bad I felt bad it was a rough night Um, it was a morphine and Percocet kind of night and then the next couple of days things weren't I mean they were a little bit better but the pain um, the muscle aches my my limbs don't work when I'm in that kind of pain I haven't been able to eat the nausea was pretty under control so I can't complain I had a speaking engagement last night and mustered up the courage and prayed for God to just, um, you know, carry me through. And he did. I spoke on the Holy Spirit. It was a phenomenal night. It was a gala of women dressed um, to a perfect 10. It was exactly what I needed. I had to sit out, at, sit down at the end because my legs couldn't take it anymore. I smiled through the entire night and I hugged people and I kissed people and I took pictures with everyone who asked. Um, got in the car and was just clenching my teeth trying to make it home. Um, We got home about midnight and got in the bed and just suffered through a couple hours of tossing and turning until my body could relieve enough of the, the side effects and symptoms for me to go to sleep. I got four hours of really good sleep. Got up this morning feeling bad. Um, had another speaking engagement on Zoom this evening at 7.30 that I just canceled because I was just not feeling well. Have, I ate a little bit. I tried to eat dinner a while ago and just couldn't taste anything. Nothing is appetizing. Food, just I don't want it anymore. And so I'm laying in my bed. And my husband's on the other side of the bed, and he had taken a break from his homework um, to come eat dinner. And I just got frustrated. I was trying to to sign on to the link that my daughter is playing down south, and and I couldn't get on, so that just frustrated me even more. The food wasn't tasting good. I'm tired. My head hurts. My legs hurt. I really have a lot of homework to do that I can't just start because my head hurts, and I don't feel good, and so I'm not putting good effort, and so I'm sitting here in the bed, and um, my husband says, so you're just not going to eat, and I said, no, I'm just not going to eat, and it just spark something in me to just get mad just get mad because nothing goes your way yes you have cancer yes it's not going away you know this attitude comes on so he says okay I'm going to the kitchen to finish my homework which is his sign of I know you need space I'm gonna leave you alone if you need me I'm in the kitchen and so I'm sitting here I turned off the tv and I thought I'll just open up my laptop and start writing this paper that needs to get done Instead, I picked up my phone and um, started watching TikTok. I'm new at TikTok. I don't really know how to follow and send, and I'm just learning. But I picked up TikTok, and I find it so entertaining. And so I said, this will make me feel better, and this will make me smile. So I'm watching TikTok. I view a few videos and start smiling. All of a sudden, things are just going away. And What's what's crazy is that most times I'll pick up my Bible, I'll, I'll turn up worship. And today it wasn't that, because I truly feel like the Holy Spirit knew I didn't need this slap in the face to tell me, you know who God is, you know how big He is, you shouldn't be mad, you shouldn't be upset. And so TikTok was the answer today. Um, Not to say that it's bigger or better or more spiritual than God, but it was exactly what I needed. It was just a step away from my real life of pain and suffering and the not knowing and the unfamiliar. The medicine, the chemo, the poison, the time. It was just a, a, a glimpse of what everyone else is doing, even if it seems stupid. And so I'm sitting here on my bed and I was laughing. And uh, a song comes on that someone starts singing. So I, I follow at Bailey Bear, I believe is is the handle. Um, he goes into this convenience store and they always record him singing. And so the song that he was singing that popped up was Neon Moon. Neon Moon is a song that Richard and I, my husband, we dance to often. Um, Sometimes in the summer, we stand outside on the patio or the driveway and we turn on some country music and we dance. Oh my gosh, I know I'm a heathen. Please don't judge me. And so the Holy Spirit just prompted me and said, why don't you turn the song on? Because I know that he's just as frustrated because he wants to be able to take it away from me. He wants to be able to take the pain. He wants to trade me places and he can't. And so there had to be a remedy um, for just a small moment of our time to, to put us back on track. So I took my phone and I looked up Neon Moon and I'm scurrying across this, this back living room to the kitchen where he has his laptop open and all his books and notes and he's doing homework. And I have not let him do all his homework all day because can you take me to do this? Can you come sit in the room while I take a shower because I feel really faint, you know? And so he has to take care of me and try to do other things. And so I'm scurrying across and I put the phone down and I turn it up and he looks at me (laughs) and I said, let's dance. And he said, i I'm trying to finish this homework, woman he was so serious but he turned his he paused his video that he was watching and he gets up and we were just laughing like we just started laughing cuz i was trying to turn down his tv at the same time he's watching his long cords play and he said i saw you trying to turn it down and so i just start laughing and he puts me in his arms and i'm laughing and i have my face buried in his chest while we're dancing to neon moon and all of a sudden the tears come the laugh turns into a cry And I start to weep because I'm tired. And I know that he's tired of watching me. And so he says, it's okay to cry. He said, you don't cry enough. And I said, I don't want to spend the rest of my life crying. So the tears eventually dry up. And um, we danced the whole song. I know, call me a heathen, I'm going to hell. Um, and I was better and he was better because we laughed and we cried and it was four minutes of our time and as I'm walking away he said I love you and he squeezed me I said I love you too I kissed him and as soon as I start walking away another song comes on Um, I I believe the name is Tennessee whiskey maybe and so I kind of stepped back and I said come on you know you want to And he starts laughing. He said, I really need to get this homework done. I said, yeah, well, so do I and haven't even started mine. (laughs) And he said, well, maybe one of us should finish our homework. And I just think in this house of, I don't know, of hope and strength that we've built, we live pretty normal lives. God has just been amazingly faithful and strong in our midst. And I'm thinking, here I am a stage four cancer warrior with chemo every week and I'm working on a doctorate degree and my husband's finishing a business degree. And we have three kids who live pretty far from us doing their lives and accomplishing goals. And I have a kid playing um, down in the valley playing basketball tonight And cancer hasn't really changed our lives. It's just these moments of weakness and despair, but they don't last long. It was a four minute song and then I was fine. So I'm just so grateful in this month of Thanksgiving. I am so grateful that we lead pretty normal lives and that cancer has not changed who we are. It has only made us better. It has made us stronger and it has made us more aware that life is short. And with my last breath, I will love, I will enjoy, and I will be thankful for normal. So I wanted to just take a moment away from the story that I have begun, and I will continue that story next week. But I wanted to just hug you in cyberspace and tell you that it's okay. Everything's going to be okay if you'll just inhale and exhale and let God be God in your life. Until next time, folks.